This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? We are here yet again for another episode of Cancel Sweezy. We've just been taking, we took the whole month of September off. Uh, I recently moved, that's why if you're watching the video, uh, you do see me. <clears throat> First burp of the episode uh, in a new location today. Uh, this is my new place out in East Nashville with some uh, cool people. Are you, do you, people ask me, do you like it more than your old place? Well, guess what? And I really like that. So... Yeah, Garth said it best, but welcome to the show today. You know, we've been off. Uh, they told us that I couldn't make a comeback, but yet again, I made a comeback. Best comeback since Kim Kardashian, because I am. This is the type of guy you get in uh, new sound pad. Sim. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume it's that not, I'm not God. Oh, I think it's this one. That's rough, buddy. No? This is the type of guy you get. There we go. There I am. Okay. We figured out. New soundboard. It's all like different. It's like the same order, but different buttons. Anyways, welcome to the show today. Welcome, one and all, to yet the the best episode of Cancel Sweezy that we've ever possibly made um, and will continue to make because, uh, like I said, Be gone, fuck! God damn it. This is the type of guy you get. There we go. See, uh... <laughs> uh Welcome to the show, though. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy lives or uh, for using me to fill the time in your busy lives to check out the show today. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yet one and all, we are here today. Um, first thing I want to tell you, you can still go check out all my music is out uh, wherever you stream music at. That's Spotify. That's Apple Music. That's YouTube. Deezer. Tidal. Just, it's just everywhere. I, I came everywhere. My music came everywhere and that's where you get to listen to it you can listen to my music where uh where it's most comfortable for you um i just wanted to be like you know what what is going to be the most comfortable situation for people to listen to music and i'm like why don't i just release it everywhere um back in june which feels like forever ago i released uh, ride or die volume two last december i released Vo ride or die uh which is now considered ride or die volume one and i really like that um, and you know, I'm another UP King. I just have some singles sprinkled out everywhere. Um, go check that out. Go stream my music nonstop. Uh, that is the only thing you should be doing when you're not listening to this podcast is, um, yeah, listening to this podcast, uh, as well. Um, which is now, I'm going to have it on coming out on Wednesdays for a minute. I want to see if Wednesdays are going to be a better day for this show to come out. And, uh, 
we'll see where everything goes from there. You know, I I just decided I think Wednesday, um, because with the Monday releases, I had to because I wanted it to be pretty short turnaround, and that would mean I have to record on Friday and have to work through the weekend. So Monday that means I work on Mondays, record on Mondays, and then release the episodes on Wednesdays, which is uh which is really cool. I like that. So, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, like I said, go check out my music. Um, now that I'm in my new place, I have not streamed for about two months. Um, I think I'm going to do a test stream, I guess, the day, Thursday, the day after this episode comes out, see if everything, if I work it out all the kinks in this new place to be able to stream. Um, if not, I may not be streaming as much until I figure more things out, but, uh, yeah, no, you can always go check me out streaming uh, over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash theshweezy. Great place for you to watch me stream, play video games. I'm going to be doing a lot of Fortnite. I recently got the Xbox Series S. Uh, here's the controller, but <laughs> with the, it's like right there. I don't want to like unplug it just to prove a point to the people who watch this over the people who are like listening to this wherever, you know, you listen to your podcast on, you know, like a lot of people do this audio. I realize that too. Like, you know, I get, I get disappointed cause I have to look, I've been looking at stats and it's like, man, the video, the audio stats are pretty good. And I, I mean, obviously everything you want it to be better, better being better than Joe Rogan, which I'm not clearly, uh, but I do have hair. So fuck him. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, really good audio and then video. People need to start watching the videos or these things. Check out the high, I guess I'm going to be putting more, we're going to be working more on the highlights on TikTok and everything else. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So twitch.tv slash the sweezy. Um, so to, what's that sound? Oh, I think my roommate, I have roommates now. I think he's in the bathroom. So it's just every sound work. Hold on. Yeah. It's not, bit, I, don't, I bet you don't even hear it. It's just shit. I hear these aren't, uh, these are my in-ears, but like, they're not like the blocking out everything that even goes in my ears, and this is the only thing I hear that comes out of this mic, whatever, yada, 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 so you might hear some background noise, uh, which is probably not that big of a deal, to be honest, but I don't care, um, but anyways, yeah, if you, you can follow for free on Twitch, uh, but if you do have an Amazon Prime account, which most of you probably do, you can connect the, the two, um, you get a free subscribe every month, which is a different way of subscribing on other platforms, uh, a typical subscribe is about $5 a month, but with Twitch, uh, you get one free um, and, uh, why not help out Daddy Sweezy? And I really like that. So, um, yeah, why don't you go do that? Um, you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, it's a great way to financially support us. Say thank you for being a friend. Moving is not that easy, uh, in a lot of situations. It really helps me out financially in everything I do and, uh, makes you feel better about yourself because, yeah, I miss that, uh, I guess it would make you feel better about yourself and uh, that's what I'm here for, to make you feel better. Um, so yeah, but, uh, let's talk about the free shit you can do. Um, free things you can do. Follow me on all social medias is at the Shweezy. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, go follow me all the, over there for free. Uh, you can check out what I'm doing when a new episodes come out and, uh, see what I'm up to, see what I'm doing and see how you can say thank you for being a friend. Um, uh, if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the god attached would say thank you for being a friend. 
So yeah, go check that out. Um, but anyways, with the show, uh, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, leave a comment. This video on the many, many highlights we are trying to release and everything in between there. So uh, yeah, just uh, just do it uh, and subscribe. Uh, if you're on audio platform, obviously subscribe where you're listening to the podcast, but also uh, leave a review and subscribe. You know, but leave a review because I feel like with uh, audio only, that's the best thing you can do. That's the best way you can say thank you for being a friend uh, in all in all of its nonsense, in all of its cases. So, yeah, I think that's all I have for that. Let's get into the news. I call this previous week right now. Uh, previous week right now is the news that matters. And that's what I'm here to do. Give you the news that matters. So let's just, as Phil DeFranco says on his show and before sex, let's just get right into it. Um... Okay, uh, mom calls police after a 17-year-old son gets his hair cut. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. That's not it. Sip. That's rough, buddy. There we go. I gotta remember that That this one is... That's rough, buddy. Okay, um, uh, uh this is from Central Recorder, uh, very trusted news source, I assume. Um, a Massachusetts mom called 911 after her 17-year-old son came home from the barber with a haircut she didn't like. I have an emergency, please. The mom relayed her story to the 911 operator. Yep, my son just had a haircut. He screwed up his hair. She went on. The, uh, the dispute quickly turned ugly. The operator tells the mom that the barber called the mother the C-word. Uh, she was also threatening to kill her. He screwed up my son's hair. My son's supposed to have his senior pictures tomorrow, and he shaved off his whole head. She broke down and continued to cry. The teen, a senior in high school, visited Robbie Rocco at Bonehead's Barbershop, Norton, and uh, in Norton, I'm assuming is what they're trying to say, and asked for a very short haircut. Uh, Rocco tells Inside Edition, he asked for a number two, so I actually stopped, and I just told him, I said, a number two is really short, and he said, yep, that's fine. And I told him again, I said, are you sure the whole... Entire haircut, the kid gave, never gave me any vibe that he was upset. We talked the whole haircut. We talked about his school, Rocco said. Rocco claims the child tipped him $5 after it was over. About 20 minutes later, his mom comes in the shop saying, it's way too short, like screaming, she wouldn't let me speak, Rocco said. He stated that he believed it was absolutely outrageous. The incident was reported to 911 by the woman. The barber admitted to using some curse words but he, with his mom, but he said he never threatened her. A, a lot of things here, um... Uh, to begin with, first off, I got to drink some PBR, um, not sponsored. I don't know why I'm like putting it as like a sponsor of the show. No, it is not a sponsor of the show, um, but I need a drink. Um, okay, so first question, he is 17 years old, so I got to give him that. Um, in regards to... Um, the haircut, did, is he okay with the haircut? Because it kind of just seems like it was a situation uh, where uh, he sounded like, yeah, that's fine, and they made sure, because a lot of times, if you're a good barber, uh, which sounds like this guy at least is, um, um, that, like, he's like, because, you know, you could, like, sometimes you start, like, a little bit, then keep going from there just to see what is comfortable in the situation. Now, this guy seems like he did that. <coughs> Man, yeah, I forgot beer makes me burp. Sorry for people who get mad at me burping. Um, 
And so, yeah, I guess he seemed like sure. Um, also, there is a thing, though. I know how to talk to barbers. It's just I very much, I mean, I follow a lot of YouTube hair type stuff and uh, am definitely on board for knowing what is what what I need to say uh, to a barber to make sure that I get everything right. It's like, oh, I have the skin fade up and then a little bit up top. Uh, now I'm doing like the back long. So it's like, yeah, just trim the back just to make sure those like split ends or whatever. Uh, top, I would say to get, um, um, maybe just depends on how much length I want off. Cause usually it's usually pretty good. It's more like maintenance and, uh, usually get like, uh, make sure it's thinned out because it gets pretty heavy. And then I can't get this luscious volume that you all have grown to love. Um, so it doesn't sound like the kid was upset, but I don't know. I don't trust an idea of looking at a barbershop wall, seeing that haircut and be like, give me the number two. That's just, uh, I, I just don't trust I just don't trust that. Um, maybe other people do. I know a specific friend um, who gets has his wife cut his hair, which has to be a replacement for his mom cutting his hair. That's rough, buddy. Um, but anyways, though, we live in a society, so um, uh, what can I say? Um, Though, um, mom's crazy. I'm going to make an educated guess that the father is not with the mother. Um, I'm a very good expert on guessing that. Is the mother and father still together? Um, in this situation, I guarantee the father's not in the picture. Um, yep. Because, uh, he's like, look, buddy, I love you. But, uh, your mom sucks. Um, don't want to tell you that. Anyways, moving on. I'm dumb. I'm, I'm done talking about dumb people not knowing how to get haircuts or whatever. <clears throat> okay. Ooh, this one's from Rolling Stone. I'm trying to, like, get a couple music articles. I know people like to hear about that, but uh, sometimes it, it's different. Justin Bieber wants to normalize weed. This is straight out of the Rolling Stone magazine, maybe, but I think I found it online, though. I do like Rolling Stone a lot. Uh, Justin Bieber gets his weed from California, but now fans can get it straight from him. The pop star has launched his own line of cannabis products through a partnership with weed company Palms, making him the latest music industry fixture to capitalize on the growing business. With Palms, Bieber has launched a pre-roll joint line called Peaches, a callback to his hit song of the same names, referencing one of the most memorable lines from the song's chorus. Palms says a portion of every purchase from the Peaches line will go to Veterans Walk and Talk, an advocacy group for veterans for the use of cannabis and psychedelics and to last prisoner project a nonprofit dedicated to cannabis criminal justice that helps people and their families impacted by marijuana convictions bieber joins the likes of longtime stoner culture musicians like willie nelson carlos santana and snoop dogg in putting his name behind cannabis products but rather learning more into counterculture bieber and palms want his line to normalize using marijuana I'm a fan of Palms and what they are doing by making cannabis approachable and helping to destigmatize it, especially for the many people who find it helpful for their mental health, Bieber said in a statement. I want to make sure that I was doing something with them that felt genuine and Peaches felt like a good place to start. Now, I'm no secret to uh, the world of marijuana. I, nah, I have no problem with it. I do really like what he's doing with it. Uh, uh, I like he's peaches, like he's making it. He's like, let's, uh, let's brand the song. Uh, I get my peaches out in Georgia. Oh my gosh, I think, um, 
I did listen to the Kids Bop version of Peaches. And uh, let's, I'm, let's, I can't play it. Uh, Peaches lyrics. Okay. So we're going to read the lyrics. Um, so if I could play it, I would, but obviously I can't, so I'm reading it. Uh, typical chorus, I get my peaches out in Georgia. I get my weed from California. Well, that's it. I took my chick up to the north, yeah, badass bitch. And I can't remember how it goes from there. So let's read the Kids Bot version. Um, I got my peaches out in Georgia. Yeah, that's it. I got my dream with California. Yeah, that's it. I took my friend up to the north. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I get my light right from the source. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What's the actual course? Oh, peaches. Lyrics. Okay, so I get my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, badass bitch. I get my light right from the source. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, the light source is still the same. Um, but they use, yeah, that's it for everything. I get, got my dream with California. I took my friend up to the North. Yeah. No, not a girlfriend, my friend up to the North. Yeah. So I took my, not my chick. I took my friends up to the North. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Not badass bitch. Yeah. That's it. So that's funny. Um, in regards to that, no, I really like the idea, um, with, uh, veterans for cannabis and psychedelics. I'm not getting into any, like, microdosing on mushrooms. I don't know. Mush- I've never tried mushrooms, but it just sounds like a fucking panic attack waiting to happen for me. Um, cannabis, though, you know, it's good. Uh, it's that good shit. But, uh, yeah, it's different with veterans. Um, I guess when you're discharged, hopefully honorably, uh, weed is not problem. I do know that if you are in the service, it's like, if you can't, you can't. Getting caught smoking weeds can be bad. Because uh, they go by, like, different laws than other citizens. So it's weird like that. But I do like the idea that they're helping uh, doing it with uh, criminal justice and stuff like that. Because that's the problem. And I feel like as a white guy, you know, you hear about all these, like, fun activities you can do with weed. And then um, all of a sudden, like, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of people in jail for having weed. And, like, we're out here doing fucking yoga with it. So, um, yeah. So anyways, though. Um, uh, if, if you can get some peaches from Justin Bieber, folks, that's what I can say. Um, Jerry Seinfeld jokingly apologizes for uncomfortable romantic undertones of B-movie. Straight up from the Hollywood Reporter. Jerry Seinfeld is apologizing for those sexual undertones between his leading B and a human woman in the 2007 DreamWorks anime animation release B-movie. Appearing on The Tonight Show Friday in part to promote all nine seasons of his iconic comedy Seinfeld coming to Netflix, host Jimmy Fallon broached the... Broached? Broached? Uh, the comedian's recent birthday to which Seinfeld responded that he had not had a recent, he did not had a recent birthday. He did, however, acknowledge the, uh, that he turned 67 this year and explained that's why he might come as a shocker to some people. It always takes longer than people you think. You know, to be a comedian, I had to go on The Tonight Show and Letterman like 80 times and then my roast my nuts doing a TV series for nine years. Then I had to get married. I got married at 
45. That takes a long time to find a great person, he said. My, sorry, my Jerry Seinfeld is not good. Uh, I had three kids. I had to straighten their insane asses out. And then I had to make a movie with the B. He continued to audience cheers and applause. That's when Seinfeld went on to directly address the long-running jokes around the animated children's movie, which some viewers have said features an implied romantic relationship and attraction between the movie's main characters. Those two characters are the Seinfeld-voiced B. Barry B. Benson and the film's animated leading lady, Vanessa Bloom, a florist voiced by Renee Zellweger. I apologize for what seems to be a certain comfortable, subtle, sexual aspect of the B-movie, he began. It really was not intentional. <laughs> but after it came out, I realized this is really not appropriate for children, because the B seems to have a lot thing for the girl, and we don't really want to pursue that as an idea in children's entertainment. Uh, the film... <laughs> God, my Jerry is horrible. Uh, the film's writers and director address the conversation around the romantic undertones between the B-movie's leading insect and woman in a 2017 anniversary interview with the New Statesman, clarifying that while it may appear like there is some kind of attraction happening, that was never the plan. Uh, it was never going to be sexual or anything like that, uh, Steve Hickner, the director, said at the time. It was purely his friendship, maybe, in Barry's mind. He thought, but, uh... Barry's mind, he thought, but it was never going to be that. What writer Barry Martyr describes the idea of a bee and a woman carrying on as weird to begin with. Fellow writer Spike Ferriston also noted that while people are generally either entertained or repulsed by the story, an interspecies love affair isn't something they wanted to sell to children. As for how those undertones may have happened for us, for Seddon said it was likely a result of losing sight of what was happening as the team was in the room writing the dynamic between Barry and Vanessa. Often we would lose sight of those characters in the room. They would just be Vanessa, Barry and Vanessa, and we would write this dialogue for Barry and Vanessa and read it over and have to remind ourselves, well, this is a tiny bee saying this, and the tiny bee is fighting with her boyfriend. So let's dial it back to friend back to friend and make it less romantic because it's getting weird um very true so as we all just learned my jerry seinfeld impression is not good um that's rough buddy hit it right and uh we should not let me continue to carry on doing that um as for everything else that we have discovered in this show um the b movie is just a fucking weird weird fucking thing and the fact that it exists is something to think about in our world. Uh, with that being said, though, um, I just think it's funny. Um, I don't think there's anything I can really say about this. They, the movie is almost 14? It came out in 07, right? Is this still on Netflix? I'm not re-watching this thing. It's a sad thing where it's like, everyone's like, maybe you could review the movie. I'm like, no, why would I review the movie? What's the deal with airline food? What's the deal with the bee movie? Is it about a bee or is it about a movie? It is still on Netflix. Uh, so if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Um, anyways, though, um, you finish the movie and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, that's how you finish the movie. Anyways, though. Last article we have today. Let's just end on a high note, folks. Um, let me get a drink of beer real quick. I need it. I need it. Oh, 
Kickstarter launched for the fart pedal, a guitar pedal that turns your tone into fart noises, guitar world. Um, my hair looking okay? Okay, we know it matters. Uh, when it comes to assembling a pedal board, there are a number of effects that simply have to be there. Delay pedals, reverb pedals, and overdrive pedals are all must-haves, as are distortion pedals, compressor pedals, and fart pedals? Wait, what? I'm just reading, I'm reading the article, folks. Wait, what? <laughs> we can't imagine any of you out there have been searching for an effect pedal that turns your guitar tones into mm, fart noises, but just on the off chance you have, it is with mixed emotions that we can confirm your search is finally over. Enter the fart pedal, a bespoke, not our words, fart sound effects machine, which is custom tailored to guitar amps and tuned for live performances, because why not? And as an added layer of gravitas, this is all very serious stuff. After all, each pedal will come with a signed and numbered letter of authenticity. Uh, conceived and designed by self-labeled Serial Silly, um, Serial Silly Projects guy Steve Gadlin, who identifies an inexplicable fart pedal size gap in the market. The fart pedal has recently gone up on Kickstarter, with Gadlin seeking financial backing to put the pedal into production. Said Gadlin, sometimes you Google something and you realize it doesn't exist, so you pull up your bootstraps and you invent the damn thing yourself. Few months ago, after an exhaustive Google search at two or three in the morning, I realized no such thing existed. I approached an engineer friend of mine, John Halverson, and asked, "Is it po is it possible?" As they would say, on, uh, uh, ancient aliens. Well, he told me, Steve. Of course, it's possible, but who the heck is going to want a guitar pedal that turns your guitar noise into a fart noise? Well, I sure as heck would. So how does it sound? Well, we aren't sure if really good is the correct term to use, but it certainly offers up some pretty realistic sound effects. And thanks to the onboard wet slash dry toggle switch, you can dial in a whole range of fart noises seriously. Uh, still unconvinced? Check out bassist Amos Heller, whose credits include Taylor Swift and Thomas Rhett. Sounds like a Nashville guy. Uh, put the fart pedal through a blind review in the video below, which we're not showing because copyright. <clears throat> the results are, as you can imagine, quite spectacular, especially when Heller's serious two-minute preamble is rewarded with a barrage of squeaky fart noises. And if that doesn't succeed in selling it to you, don't worry, Gadlin and company have recorded a series of quick-fire snippets that show how the fart pedal copes with classic rock tracks. For those of you who can't bear the thought of hearing Highway to Hell, Stairway to Heaven, or Johnny Be Good transform into fart noises, avert your ears pronto. Of course, the old project is just another one of Gadlin's lighthearted design ideas, so much so that the pedal even comes with faux-fuzz-labeled de decals, meaning you can give it to your buddies under the guise of a regular old pedal to stink out their tone. The fart pedal currently has a financial target of 30 thousand dollars in order to put a first run line into production and at the time writing has received 5,103 in donations people are surprisingly keen for the fart effects clearly um you know i've you know i've, I've heard guitar pedals i've heard you know a lot i've seen a lot um, you know, um, I have friends who are really into pedals, have big ass pedal boards. I'm, I'm into, for those of you who give a shit about this, um, I use a, uh, Avid 11 rack, typically just plug it into PA systems. It's just an easy system for me. Uh, typically get pedal, um, uh, get a pedal system with it that connects to it and has all your effects. It has all your tones and everything in there. 
Uh, that's what I use. Uh, I'm very simple. I'm a basic bitch. Um, and I like to, I like to critique other, go to shows, critique the tone, guitar tones of bands. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I use uh, amp sims technically. Um, but that being said though, you know, if someone's like, hey, do you want a fart pedal? I'll give it to you. And then I'll be like, yeah, I'll take it. But I don't know, paying for it, it's hard. I mean, justifying me with music gear, it's like, it's hard for me to justify trying to buy shit I don't need these days. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Um, regardless, we as a society, um, we live in a society, I guess. That's what I can say. Um, anyways, though, people... Unless you're buying it for the gimmick, don't buy this shit. We don't need this shit in our world anymore, so stop buying this shit. I think that's that. That's all I really have to say on this, okay? Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are, but you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want. And when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so since I've been gone for nearly a month, I feel like it is important that I go over what I've been watching on TV, because what's more important um, than TV? 
So, um, first off, I watched a couple, a show, uh, a show that's on TLC, uh, shortened for the learning channel, folks, because, um, because, folks, I can't get enough of that shit. And also, I need to make sure I'm, I want to feel good about myself. So I watch a show called Extreme Cheapskates. So, th- this is a show on the Learning Channel, TLC, the Learning Channel, um, where people just find ways to live so cheap and uncomfortable. It's both sad and out of their goddamn minds. And so, um, I thought, as a good person today, that I would go over my favorites because, Jesus Christ. And I'm, like, trying to, like, figure out on my end. You think it's, like, a mental health problem? Is it, like, some sort of trauma? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is, what is, what's the, what's, what's the deal, man? Um, so, part of me, I know, I think there is a, it's a fight or flight type thing I'm thinking about when I'm watching the show, that, like, people are just, like, trying to do their best to, uh, stay alive, and so, like, they're doing, uh, whatever the hell they can, I think Josh texted me, um, no, it's nothing important, it's just a response to a meme, so... Um, but anyways, no, uh, you know, looking at this show though, so, um, the best episodes I'd have to say on, uh, Extreme Cheapskates has to be the episodes where, uh, <laughs> where they put like a warning before the show that like, what's the warning? Okay. I'm going to see if I can find it in my photos. Once I find it, I will put it up on the screen, but you know, we gotta, daddy got, daddy's gotta do his thing, um, uh, it should be before that, and, I'm the J-O-K, yeah, I was just watching this TikTok of the Joker, it should be after this, where's the warning, where, where are you, oh, here it is, found it, um, Make sure I remember to put it up on screen. Probably around there. That's probably the best spot. Uh, Some of the money-saving methods depicted in this program are extreme and are not necessarily intended to be imitated. I'm like, Jesus Christ. If you have to put that, like, TLC's like, we can't be having people, like, imitate this at home. We can't be be having people do this shit. Uh, So, therefore, they, they don't. So TLC has to put up that. So I thought today as uh, your daddy, Daddy Shweezy. I like that. Um, I would go over uh, my a couple of my favorites from the show. And uh, from there, I can make snarky comments. So let's just let's just get right into it. Uh, first up is uh, Kate. Kate is uh, she's a woman from New York. Um, and I gotta say, uh, they, this is like the first episode, I think, and she is straight up just out of her fucking mind, and she also has this annoying voice like, oh, you meet people like this, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, people don't realize that garbage food is actually pretty good. Uh, she has just like a weird voice. It's not, it's not a foreign voice. She is Asian. I wasn't gonna bring that up. I was gonna try to not bring that up, but then I just started talking about how she talks, 
And I have to point it out that it's not like a foreign accent. It's just a weird English-speaking way she talks. It's like, if you have an accent, it's like, oh, you're you're just from a different place. But then when you just talk, have just a weird voice, it's like, I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable. I could change my voice, I guess, if I really wanted to. I could, like, change my speaking voice. I'm just decent at impressions. I just think I know how to use my tongue very well, ladies. Um, like, Say there, you want some popsicles? Plenty of popsicles, gentlemen. Say that. This is Elmo. Elmo loves you. Uh, so I can just sometimes, I would always get like a teacher. I had just one teacher. Like, I don't think you guys are taking them seriously here. Like, you know, I do teacher impressions. So I guess it was me. But if I had an annoying voice, I would change that. Um, so she is out of her. So let's go back to Kate. Kate is out of her fucking mind. Um, so, I mean, obviously the first sign that you'd be like, this woman is out of her fucking mind. Um, is that uh, basically she'll get like, you know, free, you know, sam- laundry detergent samples. Which, using those, is not a big deal. If you, like, are able to get, like, a ton of those, and we're like, I'm just going to use these for a while to clean my clothes. No big deal. However, she cleans them in the shower with her. Um, Yeah, that silence is intentional, folks. It's intentionally that way on purpose. I've made it that way on purpose. uh, Just for you. All right, so, uh, yeah, so, (laughs) so she... Uh, yeah, folks, um, with that, yeah, she cleans her clothes in the shower, and I, I have to say, like, she'll do other things, like, uh, I guess her stove is gas, and she doesn't want to pay a gas bill, so she bought, like, an electric stove, I'm like, okay, that's not the stupidest thing in the world, um, because it's like, you just pay, because I've never had to pay for gas, I don't know, I don't know if this place is gas yet, I haven't had to pay a utility bill here yet, so, um, regardless um so that that, yeah so like i mean some bill cut cut, like she doesn't use ac uh, in her apartment which she she is a woman so women don't get as sweaty as men do but i would not be living like that i i don't know i hate heat i can deal with the cold like i guess you know i've lived you know in places where it's just like i'm not gonna turn on the heat until i really need to but i can go a lot longer without heat than i can with uh uh, AC and just, I need AC. I just, I, I need that. I need it. I need it. I need it right now. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, um, yeah, with that being said, that, that's not, like I said, this isn't the weirdest part of her. Uh, the weirdest part is she invites a friend over and his girlfriend, um, over for dinner. Now, one thing you would like to know is that Kate likes to dumpster dive for her food. She does live in New York. So I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say this straight up. So, like, you know, there's a lot of restaurants and grocery stores that the minute, like, something goes expired, and I know, like, bagel restaurants in New York, or bagel restaurants, is that is that the term? Uh, once, like, you know, the day-old stuff they have, they just throw out, which I feel like is kind of wasteful because I feel like bagels can last longer than a single day. So, like, that, you know, stuff like that, it's not a big deal. Like, it's just expiring and you eat it that day. Not a big deal. Problem is when you when you bring it to other people. You know, I'm a big fan. Uh, your body, your choice, uh, obviously. Fuck, fuck those people in Texas right now who are not cool with that. And I don't, I don't want to get into an abortion talk, but, like, I don't know how men have the audacity to be like, I think I should, I know what's best for a woman's body. Like, no, you fucking don't. 
But anyways, though, uh, she serves up a dinner for her friends. Uh, the garbage special. Uh, That's rough, buddy. And the garbage special looks okay on the surface. And then, like, you're eating it. And then she's like, you know, I got this out of the garbage. Like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> That's the best. I found this carrot cake. Um, you want to eat that? And I would not like, no. So food, I feel like some food, yes, some food, no. Like, but also don't feed, don't let other people have to succumb to your lifestyle. Okay, don't make, if you want to eat garbage, that's up to you. Look, your body, your choice. However, don't, don't make your friends eat, don't serve your friends garbage. That's, just don't do that. So that's Kate out of her mind. Uh, next one is Terrence, uh, a living piece of shit. Now, Terrence is not like a single person like Kate was. Terrence, uh, they actually live very well. I think Terrence was like a college professor or something like that. And his wife has a job too. They like to live not comfortable. They, he just like, you know what? We don't live comfortable. Like his desk broke and then he gave it to his daughter. He chopped it and gave it to his daughter as a desk. Uh, they don't have furniture in their living room. They have folding chairs and like a card table. That's their, that's their home. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. It just, they just look poor. For, it just looks like a poor person's home, which nothing wrong with being poor. But if you're not poor, don't make your house look poor. And, you know, there's people, there's other episodes on the show where, uh, people are like, they make their house look nice at least, but they still live. They're still weird cheapskates, but like this, this place looks sad. It was like all white brick, which I feel like white brick is a very, it was like brick house, but it was poorly painted and it just did not look good folks. It did not look good. And you had to stand sit in a fucking folding chair to watch TV. That's basically upset. Sad. Uh, the wife apparently has to give her paychecks from her job to her husband because he has to take care of the finances and uh, so they're basically living like awful. And he has apparently a secret bank account with $150,000 inside of it. Like what a goddamn piece of shit this guy is. Having a secret bank account with money and you live uncomfortable. But the episode leads up to uh, the end of the episode where once a year he takes his family out to a nice restaurant for a dinner. So like one night a year they save up for a really nice dinner, which, you know, when I think about these like extreme cheapskate situations, you know, like my parents always try to save money and stuff like that. And, you know, cut corners or, you know, uh, try to save money where they could. Um, but like, it was always for like a vacation or something nice. Uh, these people don't have anything saved up except for Terrence. Apparently he's taking his family out to a meal. So he's getting ready to go. He has 92, he has a big ass bag of change. Now, he has a big-ass bag of change. Like, I've been saving this change up all year for this. What do you mean, like, it's smart? Like, you know, you save your change, like, for a meal. Like, that's a pretty good idea. However, the problem is he did not go to a bank to cash it. Any bank. You don't have to be a customer or a member of said bank. You'd be like, hey, I have some change. Can I get this in cash? They will do it for you. Uh, they they 100% will. They will just give you the cash for it. It's an even straight. It's nothing like they have to open an account. They don't need identification or anything like that. It's just, uh, yeah, that's literally it. So with, uh, with that being said, um, he, so eventually he has that basically a ton of money in change. And so the whole family is going to go out to a meal. And then I guess 
two other family members show up and then they're like, hey, you guys want to come with us to dinner? Dad's paying. And then dad's like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> the one time he has to actually do something nice for anyone and the people he loves. And, uh, and then eventually they come to. And so they end up at a nice. So they they're supposed to be going to a nice restaurant, like I said. So there's four, six of them. And uh, he ends up taking them to a buffet, an all-you-can-eat buffet. And I'm not saying buffets are cheap, but it's typically like $10, $12, and it's all you can eat. So uh, he ends up taking his family to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And, uh, yeah, at first he only wants to pay for three meals. So he just like goes, gets three plates worth of tons of food. And the family's like, fuck you and fuck your shit. And uh, basically, they all get up, get their own feel. And the dad's, like, angry. And he's like, you. And then everyone else just starts being a bitch to him as well. I actually want to see um, this to $92 divided by six people. That was like a $15 person buffet. Uh, and then make sure they get up and then he gets mad and then everyone's like, we're tired of your fucking shit. We're gonna sit in the car. You go count your fucking change. A total ends up to being like $92. Go count your fucking change at the counter. And so, and then they interview the person, uh, the hostess, whatever is like, yeah, I've never seen anyone uh, paying, uh, this much change before. Cause like a normal person, you should go cash that. Then you do that. So yeah, Terrence, that guy was a piece of shit and, uh, we should all know that. Last but not least, uh, I'm the last person I want to talk about from Extreme Cheapskates is Kelly. Uh, not Kelly. Shelly. Uh, she is basically the Karen of Extreme Cheapskates. And uh, that's what we've all been waiting for, just a Karen of uh, Extreme Cheapskates. Um, the, the premise of this episode is that she's wanting to plan her daughter's wedding for under $1,000. That's rough, buddy. Yeah, you, you didn't mishear me. $1,000. I know weddings are expensive. That's why I'm so surprised how easily friends and family are like, sorry, your marriage didn't work out. I'd be like, fix it. Fix it. We spent a lot of money on it. On the wedding. Fix your fucking shit. Um, fix this shit. And yeah, so the daughter is apparently just okay with this, which is just shows years of trauma under his, her mother. And, uh, you know, cause every little girl dreams of having a really cheap ass wedding. Um, and every little girl dreams of the things I'm about to tell you, um, that I did, um, they, uh, got married in a gym probably cause they could do it for free. Like a high school gym. Like this is an, in a high school. Um, I, I did have a friend who got married in a gym, but it was a whole different situation. We're just gonna, it was a place him and his now wife met. It was a, it was a whole youth home type situation. We're not getting into that. This is in a gym, and um, they, it was bring her own booze, um, which honestly I would be fine with that. So I'm like, it's a bring her own booze wedding. I'd be like, thank you for letting me still allowing me to get drunks. Been to too many sober fucking weddings, and I'm over that shit. Um, but um, and then they get the wedding dress at a thrift store. And I think there was a stain on the dress or like rat feces or something. So they try to get an even better deal on the thrift store wedding dress. Um, just what every little girl dreams about on their wedding day in a gym. Mom's ordained to marry her. And yeah, you know, every little girl dreams of that. 
just the most magical wedding day. And everyone, everyone else is just putting up with this shit. Oh no, the best was the mother-in-law. Mother-in-law is like, I thought it was kind of weird, but uh, I guess they're pulling it off. Like the mother-in-law is like, I guess this, I guess just Shelly has just like this alpha, alpha Karen energy that everyone's like, you know what? I think this is weird, but I guess we're going along with it. Like, I guess we don't have a choice in the matter of what's going on today. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what happens. So yeah, so that's Extreme Cheapskates, folks. Um, it, it's, a, it's actually a really fun show to watch. And you're just like, you know what? I'm not as big of a piece of shit as I thought I was. And you know what? I'm gonna live with that. And uh, drink to that. So, next show I watched was on Discovery Plus as well. Man versus food. This show, I've heard about, you know, watched for, you know, I know about for a while. I actually just like sat down and started watching it. I started watching it when they did the reboot, I guess, with Casey, not with Adam. And so basically, if you don't know what the premise of the show is, the premise of the show is uh, now Casey, used to be Adam, now Casey, goes to different parts, I think, in the country. I don't think they ever leave the United States. They go to different parts of the country and they, uh, you know, explore the nice, good local restaurants. And uh, eventually it leads up to a food-eating contest of some sort. Some of them are large quantities of food that you have to finish in a certain amount of time. Uh, And then some of them are spice-based, where it's like, oh, here's, eat six chicken wings. But um, the sauce is like, two million on the scoville chain now i've tried the last dab uh the one they have on hot ones and i think that's one million scoville and i gotta say um the worst part about it it's not the actual heat it's the like hiccuping and shit like that and then you know that's how they get the show they're like and they're sweating and they're like so tell me about the trauma and sean evans like tell me about the trauma in your childhood that's how Hot Ones is so good. It's just uh, you're hiccuping and sweating, and then Sean Evans is telling you, uh, asking you questions about your childhood and uh, how it's all messed up. So, but uh, Man vs. Food is, you know, a fun show. Um, so I've realized a couple things in watching Man vs. Food uh, to really think about. Um, I was like, I got a notification from Instacart. I'm like, why are you... Why are you messaging me, Instacart? Um, but no, um, one thing I know, so so with Casey, time really is his worst enemy. Like, if he has enough time for it, he can usually finish the giant-ass portions of food that is given to him. Uh, but, like, when it's, like, they're, like, eat just, like, a 30-pound cheeseburger and uh, fries and a milkshake uh, all in 10 minutes. Uh, Casey, I'm like, he's gonna. I can just tell at the beginning of the episode, like he's gonna fail this shit. Spice, however, spices he typically wins. Like he's pretty good about that, about winning that. There's uh, he did one in Nashville. He went to Biscuit Love, some other restaurant I don't know of in Midtown or the Gulch. Be one. I think it's Big Something. What's the name? What is the name of this restaurant that was on the show? That oh yeah, Big Shakes. It's like more in like Franklin. He went there and it was like a spicy hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken 
it's like you think like I sometimes like think you can go the step you think you're comfortable with and it's going to be too hot. Like just the way Nashville hot chicken has now and always been. And sometimes if you don't have a bidet like me, you're going to have a lot of bad times on the toilet. That's rough, buddy. So um, regardless of that, yes, he went to Big Shakes. He he won that. The word, let's see, the thing is with Big Shakes, though, is they usually traditionally Nashville hot chicken comes with white bread with it. And a lot of times like the sauce juices of like there's just pure spice. Uh seep and soak into the bread and so you can just eat that bread just drenched in sauce and it's literally the worst part of it like it's less than the chicken because it's chicken and then like sauce and then you know the breading or whatever and stuff like that but the bread that that can kill you that's why i always try to get people to try the bread uh, let's get the bread see who takes the longest to go with water so Yes, like I said, I he typically can survive the spice challenges, but like when it's time, like he just never wins it. And basically, I've learned he's like Evil Knievel. He gets paid uh, for the attempt, not for uh, competing the challenge, which I would do too. So, does it say Big Shakes? Yeah, Big Shakes. I'm surprised that you know Prince. Well, Princess is just a little more old school. Uh, I'm surprised Hattie B's or. Uh, I think my favorite hot chicken in Nashville would have to be Party Fowl. I think Party Fowl is the best. If anyone comes to Nashville um, who listens to this show and you're like, where should I get hot chicken? I think Party Fowl is the best. They also have like boozy uh, slushies and stuff like that too. I've not had any of those, but um, but they have other stuff too. It's always pretty big. I always get takeout because one, I live here. I don't have to eat Somewhere. So, anyway, so that's Man vs. Food. That's a fun, it's a fun show, you know. Uh, it's typically one of those shows that, like, it's on TV and you watch, but uh, especially when you're streaming these days, it's weird. But it's also good, mindless things. I can, like, sit on my phone and shit like that. So, it's a fun, it's a fun program, folks. Last show I want to talk about that I've been watching recently Love on the Spectrum Season 2. Now, I did I talk about Season 1 on this show? It may have been forever ago, but I don't remember. But I this show is really great. It's like the most wholesome dating show that's ever existed, ever. Love on the Spectrum. So if you don't know what Love on the Spectrum is, um, it's basically people who are on the autism spectrum date or, and then go on dates. And what you're thinking, I'm going to make fun of autistic people. No, because I have class. There aren't really... And honestly, there's not really any jokes I can make. First of all, that's one thing. But also, it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of poor taste to do shit like that. Um, you know, just making fun of autists. It's kind of like making fun of fat people you don't know. It's just like, I don't know you. Why am I making fun of your weight? It's like someone, you find someone who's like 300 pounds. You're like, oh, look at you, fat. So you don't realize they used to be 400 pounds. And they just recently hit that 100 pound mark. That's why you don't make fun of fat people you don't know. Make fun of the fat people you do know. That's that's my lesson to you. Only make fun of fat people you know personally. Anyways, though, um, and another thing why I would not make fun of them, mainly because I'm a classy individual, and I'm probably the smartest person you all know. That's why you're here today. Um, they're also better at dating than the countless women I talk to on a daily basis and other men who talk to women and so on and so forth and you know whatever gender you're 
inserting today uh, are into like they actually date better than normal people. I don't I don't want to say they're no- I don't want to say normal people. It makes me like talking about them like they're crazy. They're not. They're uh, they just say funny things at the wrong time. That's that's all. That's all it really is. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I think yeah, they do date. It's like, huh? I'm not interested in this woman anymore. You know what? I'm gonna tell her that I'm not interested. I'm like, I was like, why can't people not on the spectrum do that? That seem yeah, like why can't normal people do that? Um, why can't we communicate? They communicate, you know, because I feel like isn't autism supposed to be somewhat like a communicate? disorder or like uh stuff like that like that's one of the problems but they're communicating way better than uh people who are technically not on the spectrum so um that's what surprised me and i think i was talking to a friend about this he's like so are you thinking about dating someone on the spectrum and i'm like i don't know if i should be answering this question especially not on the internet anyway so let me go over uh, some of the people on the show first we get michael michael was on last season so if you watch the first season michael is back um, he's an old school guy, like big time Tommy. Um, how you doing Instagram? It's big time Tommy. Um, and apparently, oh yeah, they tell his, his mom tells the story. Uh, so he likes wearing suits. And so when he was a kid, I guess he was like, I want to be a gangster when I grew up. Uh, so, and this is, this is in Australia. So they not the gangsters we know in the United States. Um, and, yeah, and so he wanted to wear suit with Tom, and then his mom had to ruin his dreams. Be like, you know what gangsters do, and then he explained what gangsters do, and uh, it was weird. Uh, so basically, he ends up meeting a girl named Heather on like a speed dating night, and she was also on the spectrum. Which I don't know if that was set up intentionally. Um. Anyways, they're both very sweet. Anyways, uh, you just watch them dating. I don't want to spoil too much for you. Um. But uh, anyways, he's really into Buddhism and horoscopes and stuff like that, which is weird to me because isn't that what women with no personalities are into? Um, anyways, though, I'm not going to hold that over him. He's into other shit, too. So anyways, he's 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 a cool guy. Next up is Ronan. Uh, he is a ginger. Um, that's not any specific reason. I just wanted to point that out. Um, he's really into like F1 car racings and stuff like that. And uh, so that's basically what he likes. Everyone... You know, it seems like people, like people on the spectrum seem to have one specific interest. And, uh, I guess this is F1 racing. Anyways, he ends up meeting a girl named Katie. She has Down syndrome, but they don't bring up she has Down syndrome on the show. Which is not a big deal. But also at the same time, I'm like, why didn't they bring up she had Down syndrome? Anyways, though, it's, uh... I don't know if that was a big deal. I was just pointing that out. They don't bring up she has odd downs in them at all in the show. Um, so, yeah, basically it just shows them going on first days and meeting. And um, they go to, like, an F1 racing simulator. And I thought things might have gotten out of control. Like, he was, like, like he had Katie uh, try out. And I thought he was going to, like, be like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, freak out. But you know, it ends up being fine and everything. They race. They have a good date. Um, I also realized they got like really lovey dubbies like, oh, Katie, I love you so much and say shit like that. I'm like, like, I don't like it when people not on the spectrum apparently do it and uh, I don't care for them either. But anyways, yeah. So um, just because you're on the spectrum doesn't mean I don't want to see you be all lovey dovey with each other. It's just the anyway. So people happy and in love. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, Ronan. Like I said, this is a very wholesome show. Um, 
This is the most wholesome show that you'll ever exist. Um, we get Mark. He came back from last season. He's really into dinosaurs. Um, he meets up with Chloe. Now, Chloe was on the last season, too, and um, they end up meeting, you know, they end up meeting each other, going on a date at a dinosaur park and everything, you know? I guess they've hung out a couple times before this, but ends up at the end of it, Chloe's like, hey, Mark, will you be my boyfriend? I'm like, good job, Chloe. Way to be... Uh, be you know forward women don't have to make all women can make the first moves it's it's okay um i mean i don't i mean i don't care if a woman makes the first move you know i don't i don't give a shit but i also don't care about a lot of things uh which one is it sip that's rough buddy oh no this is the type of guy you get there we go i gotta i'm just remembering the layout still um so yeah so i think that's cool uh apparently they didn't make it in the end but they did have a whirlwind of a romance, which is what I wanted to hear. Next up is Cassandra. Um, now, I don't have much to say about her. She's There's a couple, there's two people on here. They're, they're just kind of boring. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with being boring, you know, in real life. But like, if you're going to be on TV, you kind of have to not be boring. You either can't be boring, you have to be really fucking crazy. Um... Yeah, I guess one comment she gets a lot is like, you don't look autistic, which you don't, which I can't believe people are saying that out loud. Um, cause autism doesn't really have a look to me. Um, and, uh, so if we could learn any lesson, um, if you see someone who's autistic, uh, don't say you don't look autistic out loud. Just say it in your head. Okay. Okay, just just say it in your head. It's not a big deal. It's not something you... The world needs to know uh, that you think someone doesn't look autistic, okay? So I think I have three more. Uh, Teo, uh, she's went down my favorite of this new season. She's just a very lovely person and just... She just has a very good energy and a very nice person to be. She'd be very fun to be around. Stuff like that. And also, I think I say that because she reminds me of someone. And I thought, like, do I know her? Like, usually you don't see that on TV. You're just like, I know. You're like, do I know you? Do I know you from somewhere? That's the thing, though, with Taylor. Like, I just feel like I, like I knew her. And I still don't think I can't figure it out. Even if she just reminds me of one specific person. Can't figure it out. But anyways, like, yeah, she's awesome. She's 22. She's never been on a date before. But, like, her story is like, you know, I just see how much my parents love each other. And they're, like, best friends. And I just want something like that. And uh, so that's basically the premise. And then, but she's also, uh, like I said, she's never dated. She's 22. She's never dated before. So, to me, she's, like, a youngin. But uh, I'm only 28, though. I don't know why I'm thinking, like, 22 years old. That's you all your youngins. Um... Anyway, she's like she, but she's also not like fully knowing of her sexuality yet, which I guess someone, a lot of people are gonna be watching. So I was like, how do you not know if you're gay or straight? I'm just like, I don't know. Some people, I mean, some people are okay with both and don't know. It's like you don't know what you're like. You could say like I'm a. It's hard to actually figure out your sexuality. That's why people are so confused and like forty with two they turn like 50 with two kids and like are cheating on their wives with other men. And that's like, they don't know their sexuality and people just don't know that shit. Sometimes probably a lot, I feel like maybe a lot more people like both than we realize. And just some people don't act on it, you know? 
I don't know. Sexuality is so weird. And uh, I'm only a man, folks. And uh, so much. So she's like, she goes on a date with a guy. Then she goes on a date with a girl. She's like, I think I like the girl more than the guy. I think I'm more attracted to women. So I think they're still together. But I guess the guy. The guy's like, oh, all right. I had fun, though. Uh, well, I mean, like, that was a good excuse, um, though. It's like, hey, I don't think it's going to work out between us. He's like, oh, yeah, so I was, I'm not sure if I'm attracted to men. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay. And like, a relief for every man out there. It's like, oh, okay. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's their love story. And I guess it's going well these days. Like, Taylor's a, like, a great person. She's probably the best part of the entire, my favorite person on the entire show. So... With that being said, let's move on. Uh, Jaden, uh, he's also kind of boring, which, you know, like I'm telling you, it isn't bad to be boring. Like, some at some point, being boring means, like, you have your life together. And uh, what does that say about me? Uh, so he is bisexual, and he's very much aware of that. So he goes on a date with a guy and a girl, but he ends up getting a relationship with a guy because bros before hoes. That's all I really have to say about him. He seems like a nice guy. He does in the weightlifting and stuff like that, so good for him. He didn't really seem, oh yeah, he's re, he knows a lot of like facts about stuff, so that's kind of a thing. Final couple I have, Jimmy and Charnay. Okay, so the reason why, they're they're like a normal couple, but uh, Charnay looks very similar to a friend's ex-girlfriend who is really crazy. Like I'm telling you, she is crazy. And, uh, I know most men have ruined saying that some women are crazy because they just broke up and they're trying to excuse their bad demons or whatever shit. But, uh, many of us unanimously know she is very crazy and I wish I could tell you stories about her. I want to tell you many stories about her. Um, but from what, uh, I don't want her back in my life or interacting with me in any reason, even if I don't say her name, just telling stories about her. That's rough, buddy. Um, because she is crazy. I'm telling you, she is crazy. And at one point, like, she was a very good friend of my life. But anyways, she is really crazy. I just thought it was funny. Um, that there was like, oh, kind of looks like Ah, shit, I have to bleep that out. Uh, oh, well. Um, but anyways, uh, her husband, Jimmy has to, uh, is competing in a, uh, foosball tournament, and, uh, not foosball, what did I say foosball? Competing in a pool tournament, so they go to Vegas, and then the end of the episode, they end up getting married. It's very sweet and, uh, memorable. So, uh, yeah, that's Love on the Spectrum. Very, very wholesome show. We live in a society In our current society, actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. 
Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So, using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's now that special time of the podcast where... I solve all your problems because I'm the only one who knows how to solve all your problems. Uh, it's time for me uh, to, it's time for Ask Shweezy. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the shwagcast at gmail.com or uh, hit me up on all social medias under at the Shweezy. I'm more than happy to help you with uh, any of your problems. So let's just, let's just get right into it. Cat girl girlfriend is out of control. A couple of months ago, I met this really incredible girl. <laughs> we hit it off. We shared a lot in common interests and spent pretty much every waking moment together. She had this really weird obsession with being a cat girl, but I thought it was kind of hot, so I didn't really care too much. Even though it was pretty early into our relationship, we decided to move in together. And it was pretty good for the first couple of weeks, but then things started getting weird. I'm not going to beat around the bush, and I need you to understand that I'm being 100% serious. She started pissing on the carpet when she's when she's fr when she's frustrated with me. She says it's part of her kinship or something, but when we have an argument, she'll just squat and piss somewhere in the apartment. I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind, and my entire apartment smells like pee urine. I do genuinely enjoy her company, but this is getting out of hand. I need help, please. So... Oh my god. Um uh, So, first of all, I have to imagine uh peeing on the carpet is might be a violation of your lease. I am not an uh, an expert, but I'm going to make a guess it is probably against the lease. You got to tell her that you, she's got to stop pretending uh to be this cat girl during serious situations. Um, you, y'all, y'all gotta figure that shit out and uh, you gotta start acting like real people. Like, if during the, the sex part, she can be a cat all she wants. That's fine, but I think when things have to be serious, she needs to act like a fucking adult. Um, and then, uh, worst case scenario, just figure your way out of this situation. Um, like I said, it sounds like you enjoy our company, but she's got to knock off all this cat bullshit, apparently. Um, and I hope people don't think I'm the crazy one being like, this is probably a red flag. 
because uh, it is it it is okay. This is a huge red flag. I don't know how how much more I have to explain to people like that's a red flag. People are going to complain all the time or whatever. That's the internet. So, but Jesus fucking Christ, and I just ran out of beer. Okay. Oh, man, I hope it does not get worse from here. I forgot all about these were from a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah. All right, next question. Would you consider this cheating? I am 24 years old. Female started dating my boyfriend, 37, last August slash September. Early in our relationship, I remember him bringing up a girlfriend of his. Let's call her C. He would chat with her here and there, and they worked out together sometimes. He went out to eat with her and her friend once and told me about it. I wasn't too worried. Never really any red flags. As our relationship progressed, I started to have a gut feeling about his this friend. I didn't look through any of his stuff, but I did, but I did know they were talking semi-frequently because he told me I tried to add her on common social media pages. My boyfriend told me they had talked about me before, so she knew who I, she, she knew who I was. I am having a hard time reading. Uh, we had mutual friends and I didn't think too much of it. She declined the request and that's when I started to feel weird. I remember him describing her as physically unattractive without me actually asking. And when I saw a photo of her, well, she's not unattractive at all. So I also felt weird about that. Well, this morning I had the strongest gut feeling that I just had to look through his phone. He was sleeping, so I did. There were several messages with her, not all, saved on Snapchat. There were some, quote, pictures from her about finding a soulmate. She had told him she missed him and thought about him a lot. He sent her a heart. He texted her his address and asked what kind of wine she wanted. So I knew from that they had hung out. I, conf I confront him. It comes out... She it comes out she had been over there frequently and spent the night during our relationship. He apparently can't remember the last time she came over or how many times she did. He swears up and down he isn't into her like that and has never been physically with her and that she would sleep on the couch. He told me she was coming over before and never told me this girl had feelings for him. I am considering ending this relationship because it feels like cheating to me, even though he swears he has never touched her. Opinions on this? Am I making it a bigger deal than it is? So, this is uh, somewhat of a sticky situation uh, that you have found yourself in. That's rough, buddy. And um, with that being said, what can I say? Um, so... This is all comes down to the gut feeling of how much you trust your boyfriend. What I will say here, if if you do have some trust issues with him, underlying trust issues from previous past experiences, there is a that is a red flag there that he could be cheating on you. Um, but honestly, though, I I'm I I do surprisingly try to look on like the good side of things and try to believe that people are good, even though I've pretty much learned that most people are pieces of shit. But I really want to tell you in regards to this situation, like you can't trust her, obviously she's, she's crazy. You can't trust her. Um, honestly, um, you should try to give him the benefit of the doubt that he is not lying in the situation. Doesn't sound like he's doing too much, uh, 
hiding though. Like if it's still saved on his phone or whatever, like he's not trying to hide that shit. Um, cause usually when guys are trying to hide shit, they put an effort into it. Doesn't look like he's putting an effort into it in my mind, in my mind, um, just my gut reaction to this <coughs> situation. I think he's not cheating on you. And I don't think he finds her attractive, but she's probably into him. And that's going to be bad for that relationship, to be honest. So he's going to have a problem there. But uh, honestly, though, if the feeling to you is that he's cheating, eh, you might have to end it. But uh, I would suggest giving him the benefit of the doubt in that situation because I think he may not be lying. It sounds like to me he's not lying. But uh, I'm just the expert on the situation. So, um, yeah. All right, mm, he looks at my Insta stories but doesn't respond to my text, or if he does, takes a day to do so. What gives? I've been on two dates with Andrew, and we both agreed we had a connection. I won't be able to see him for two weeks because next week he is playing sports with his friends. He mentioned this to me on the second date, and that's okay. Yesterday, he had to finish a paper for his MBA and didn't respond to my text I made at lunchtime. I added a few stories to my Insta, and he saw all of them. Yet, he won't text me. I won't text him again because I am not desperate and won't stoop low and spam him. But this frustrates me. Has this happened to you? What gives? This is frustrating. Surely, if you can look at my stories, you can respond to me. Now, my general reaction is if someone says they are bad at texting, I will also assume they're bad at monogamy. That's just uh, my typical common a reaction to this, um, but this is a different situation, um, he looks at your Insta stories, but he won't respond to you, um, so he's on Instagram, now, I have a bad habit of just leaving my Instagram stories rolling, and I won't be even looking at my phone, I'll be looking at something else, I have that habit, however, he could have that habit, but I'm a unique person, and I'm typically better than everyone else, so, Probably not. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what was the text you sent him? Uh, take a week's paper, a few stories on my Insta, and he saw them all. Yeah, it won't text me. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're being desperate, stooping so low. Um, if this is like a common theme in the relationship, I think I, I will agree with what I said before. If he's bad at texting, he's going to be bad at monogamy. And uh, I think that's just a... Those aren't like two facts that are mutual to each other, but they typically are found in the same people. People are bad at texting. No, you're not. You're not bad at texting. You're bad at texting dot, dot, dot. So it's always the words that are silent that people are bad at. That's always the secret. It's like, I just don't want to be in a relationship right now. It's always the silent ones. It's the, I don't want to be in a relationship right now with you. So... So I think that's the situation you got yourself into, my friend, and it's okay. Um, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, he's getting an MBA, but he still plays sports, so it's like, if you're not going to be a professional, no one wants to fucking watch you play sports. I don't know. I think intramural sports are weird to me. It's like, oh, you weren't, you were barely good in high school, couldn't do it in college, but you're doing it now. It's like, well, to me, it's like people trying to play in bands when they're not trying to, like, make a career out of it. I'm like, this is just fucking sad. I don't know. That's just me. I can, I'm, I'm a different person. Uh, 
I identify as a fucking threat. I think that one works too, but I was trying to put... This is the type of guy you get. So, anyways, um, here we go. My boyfriend and I had sex while I was blackout drunk. How do I approach this with him? My boyfriend and I have been together for about a month now. The other night, we had sex while I was in and out of consciousness. We were both drinking, and I blacked out from only three drinks. I do believe that he didn't know and that I consented, but I hate that I can't remember consenting or doing the thing I apparently did that night. I tried confronting him about it, and he just said, I noticed you were drinking way too fast. Maybe slow down next time. How do I talk to him about this and mention how I feel? This is kind of a big deal to me, and he doesn't seem to care. Okay, so I don't think he's... So he may... You may not be communicating this situation correctly with him. What it sounds like is that when you're blackout drunk, you don't want to have sex. But you may consent to it, but you shouldn't have sex. Um, so I think what you need to communicate is that, hey, when I'm blackout drunk and not going to remember anything, let's just not have sex. Even if I am consenting, just don't have sex with me. Just, just leave it at that. What it sounds like is you didn't communicate that properly. You're like, I was pretty drunk last night. I can't believe we had sex while I was really drunk. And he's like, yeah, you should probably slow down next time. It sounds like he didn't understand. You didn't communicate everything properly to him about the situation, and that's why he responded like that. Because if, he is, if, he, if I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he is a good guy, he... And he were like, I don't want to be having sex while I'm blackout drunk, even if I consent to it. You should maybe communicate that when you're sober. Uh, you just got to be straightforward. Women, women do have an occasional thing to try to subtly make a man try to notice something. Uh, don't do that. Just say it straightforward to him. Uh, he will get it if you just say it out loud, even if it's not an easy conversation to have that's rough buddy um just uh, that's this is what you have to do and uh this is the type of guy you get so this just yeah you know just be a little more straightforward it just sounds like there was a communication error in the communication that you did have in the situation uh may i suggest uh using words <laughs> maybe maybe use some words that is the stupidest fucking that's the stupidest fucking shit i've ever said <sighs> Anyways, though, yep, yeah, just use words and communicate your problems, and maybe that'll fix things. Huh. This next one looks interesting. I think my wife might be cheating. We have not slept together in months. It stopped suddenly. She told me recently a story about a cheater at her work. I made mention that I was not fond of people who cheat, and she got defensive and said, you do not know their story sometimes. You have to cheat when you're not happy or if you are trapped, etc., etc." She went on and on defending folks that cheat. Not sure what to do. That's rough, buddy. Um, Okay. A lot to go in through here. Okay, you haven't slept together in months, and it stopped suddenly. She told you a recent story about cheating at work, and you made just a passing mention that uh, you don't like it when people cheat, and then she got defensive, and her defensive was, you know, sometimes you have to cheat because you're not happy or trapped. <sighs> I don't I... No, I know, like, in the domestic violence, it's not 
technically not easy to get out, but it's, you know, it's, it's 2021. There are enough good guys out there who would help you out if there's like a bad guy trapping you into a relationship and are not happy. The fact that you have to cheat on him instead. And that's the thing, the situation is she's defending someone who's in like an abusive type relationship, maybe not like physical or anything, but like in a situation like that. And she's defending them because they're trapped and that's why they need to cheat. I'm like, just try leaving. And you know what? There's enough good guys in there if you're worried about your safety. Um, there's enough good guys who will be like, if you talk to her, I will beat the shit out of you. There's, uh, I like to call them, you got to find... Everyone in their life needs to find what I call a Hagrid. Um, a Hagrid is just, you know, a type of person. You know, there's bears, there's um, twinks or whatever. I, I created a new type of person called Hagrids. Uh, Hagrids, what I would tell, um, very large men. Um, I'm not saying they're, like, fat or anything. Just very large, like, over, like, 6'5". A lot of times when I think about, like, 6'7 and above, very tall, could easily whoop your ass, has that ability to easily whoop your ass. A lot of times are bikers. Uh, a lot of bikers are like this. However, they, this is what, the, that's just their appearance. However, you can sit down and talk to them, try to be their friend. They're the nicest, sweetest people. Like, they'll be like, oh, I, I'm into knitting. I'm like, yeah. And they're into just, you know, very, very nice, simple things. Like things like you think like, oh, you're probably into like fighting and beating the shit out of people. And they're like, no, I mean, I like riding my bike, but you know, I, you know, I have some plants in my living room I really like taking care of and stuff like that. Those are like Hagrid types. They're just very nice, sweet guys, but they're also just huge and could whoop your ass. That's uh, that's called a Hagrid. I like to call them like Hagrid from Harry Potter if you didn't get that uh, memo. But, you know, and stuff like that. So you need like Hagrids in your life. Just someone who's like there and can just be like, oh, I feel like if I try to hurt them, I have to go through that guy. And I don't want to go through that guy. Um, Hagrids are a very rare, uh, rare species of men, but also exactly who you want in your life. I think that one, Tony, yeah, he's a good guy. Tony's a really good guy. I think I was hanging out with him and, uh, he's like, Hey, I rented a girl's, I think it's called girl's trip with Tiffany Haddish on it. So like, that's the kind of movie. Good, good guy. So, um, anyways, though, that's the situation, um, Aaron, but, um, if you're defensive on someone, che cheating is not a good thing. Generally, cheating is not a good thing. If you're trying to justify reasons for someone to cheat, there's the reasons you're justifying are probably a little, are ways you could probably go with. It's like, well, they're in a bad relationship. Get out of that relationship. But it's hard for them to get out. Let's figure out a way for them to get out. Yada, yada, yada. That's how they're doing. Yada, 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 meaning Seinfeld is now on Netflix. I just wanted the world to know that. Um, I'm done talking about that. Uh, girlfriend lied about her age by 10 years. What do I do? Me and my girlfriend have been together for about two weeks. Yes, I know, short amount of time and have become really close, spending as much time together. At first, when we started dating, she told me she was 27 and me being 20, didn't see any problem. Now, today, after a roll in the hay after work, she decided to tell me that she is actually 37. The problem is we have been talking about getting married in the future. Like I said, I know it's fast, but it's what we decided to talk about. Can someone please give me some advice, help from me through this? Okay. First of all, you've been dating for two weeks. You may have known each other a short amount of time before that. Um, so lying is not good at the beginning of relationships, but 
you're two weeks in and now she's being honest, so you should probably give her a break, okay? Um, the age gap is pretty big, um, 17-year age gap, but uh, not necessarily the worst thing in the world. When you're, you're not too far into dating and you're already talking about marriage, things are moving way too fast. There's a lot more problems uh, in your life than the ten, than this now 17-year age gap um, that you have going on. There's a lot more problems here. It's like, you just started dating. You're already talking about marriage. Like, are you a Christian couple? I would say no, because a roll in the hang. Usually people get married quick. Christians get married quick. So they can have sex as fast as possible and still be holy under the eyes of God. And you don't have to stick a dick in your asshole. That's just, that's, yeah. This is the type of guy you get. So uh, with that being said, though, yeah, you're moving way too fast. There's a lot of problems here. Y'all need to slow it the fuck down. And she needs to understand, uh, I mean, it's obviously not a good thing that she lied, but like glad she's doing it still pretty early on before uh, things got way too serious between you two. And uh, yeah, that's probably so. So there's a lot of more problems you have going on than this in the relationship. So um, I don't know. I would go with my recollection of I, you know, I've I talk about this all the time. The book, Mark Manson book, The Solar and Not Giving a Fuck. Um, really, it's not about not giving a fuck about anything. It's more of an idea of uh, prioritize what you do give a fuck about and then stop giving a fuck about these like trivial things in your life that don't matter to anyone. So uh, that's what this, that's what we're doing here today, folks. So that's all I have to do. Um, looks like uh, we only have two questions left. Okay. Would you be grossed out if your girlfriend had hemorrhoids? I'm a uh, 23 female, have two external small hemorrhoids, and I'm very insecure about them. Gosh, this is totally embarrassing, LOL. My boyfriend, who's 24, loves fingering my ass, LOL, but I'm insecure, and I don't let him most of the time, even if I love the feeling. I'm not quite sure if he figured I have them or not. I once felt him fiddle with one in a felt totally embarrassed and I moved his hand away. I told him I don't like it when he plays with my ass, which is an absolute lie. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know what you guys will think if you find out your girlfriend has hemorrhoids. So early twenties, this could be a problem for someone. Um, me being getting, being older, honestly, no, and I don't know, you just be like, hey, I have hemorrhoids. Okay, I I would first say get a bidet because the problem will be gone, they'll heal, and the problem will be gone. Uh, I'm telling you from experience. But uh, he likes fingering your asshole. Honestly, though, um, probably take some time off from the asshole fingering if he's not okay with the hemorrhoids. Just to, I'd honestly be honest with him. If he's grossed out, he's... he's pretty immature honestly like i don't know men think women are very clean hygienic creatures and they're not they're just as gross as men are um just different ways of being gross and shit like that and so people men once men realize that it's okay and it's like you know women fart too and you should just be okay with them farting on you or around you not on you god god that came out wrong um farting on you um, farting around you, because that'll happen. And you'd be like, hey, can you not fart during sex? And that's not an unreasonable request uh, for some people. And uh, yeah, so uh, I feel like you should be able to tell him, be like, hey, you can keep fingering my ass if you want to. I do have hemorrhoids, though. So uh, just be mindful of it. And if he's like, Aah! 
oh, then he's immature. So it's a great way to see if someone's immature. It's like, oh my gosh, a woman's on her period. Ew, gross. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What the fuck are they supposed to do about that? <laughs> Shit like that. I don't know. All right, last question for the day. It's been been a long one, folks. Welcome me coming back to the show. It's been a long one. I went on a date last night and ended up having sex with a dude. Did I ruin my chance of hanging out with him again? We went out to a brewery and had a couple beers and food. He paid for everything. We went back to his house because he wanted to take me on a motorcycle ride. Ended up smoking a joint and just hanging out instead. He tried to have sex with me that night, and I said no every time. Ended up falling asleep there, and then we had sex this morning. But down, bam, 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 bam. It was in the heat of the moment, and I don't know if I regret it or not. He was really sweet saying things like he liked me a lot, and he was so excited to meet someone that vibes so well with him. Let's get our dogs together to play. Let's go on a hike, etc. He didn't kick me out, but I had to leave to go to work. He walked me to my car, gave me a kiss goodbye, and said, I want to see you again. Okay, so this morning I just said thanks for the motorcycle ride as a joke since he, we didn't go. I had fun and would love to chill again sometime. He replied and just said I had a blast too. What the fuck does this mean? Okay, you're thinking way too into this as a woman who probably thinks he's trying to say into code for something. Probably not saying into code. Uh, men speak a lot more with their actions, not with their words. So you probably don't speak with that. So I know you're worried like having sex with him ruined your chances of being with him that's not a thing for men i know with women it it is sex is a lot more of a weird thing for women but for men it's not it's just like oh you're really cool and i'm really happy we got to do this with you yada 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 it's really great and if you didn't recognize my horrible uh couple beers in singing that was the seinfeld bass line um but i know i don't think you ruined anything he he replied i had a blast too um, he's trying to, probably doesn't have anything good to say. He's just not trying to continue the conversation. You're probably overthinking this situation. Um, m- may I suggest don't, uh, that's going to be a good idea because you're probably overthinking this way too much and overthinking that way too much is just going to make you think about a million different things that are not important. And so you got to stop that, stop that shit, get some help. Uh, that's rough, buddy. so yeah, that's all I think I really have to say, but don't overthink it. I think Sex didn't ruin anything with him, and, uh, yeah, I think you should have fun. All right. That's what we're ending today's episode. I'm glad to be back making more of the greatest podcast ever, or the worst, whatever you decide. I don't give a fuck what you think. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to Campus with Sweezy. Email us uh, with any questions, comments, or concerns to the at gmail.com, or you can just message me, direct message, on all social media platforms, at the Sweezy. And uh, with any of your questions, comments, concerns, anything you'd like me to go over on the show, any funny articles you see, send me anything. I really don't care. I'll enjoy literally literally all of it. Um, go check out my music everywhere, um, all on Spotify under Sweezy. Great, great way to say thank you for being a friend. Also, like I said, all my socials are under the Sweezy. Uh, like and subscribe, you know, connect that Amazon Prime account to your Twitch, uh, help me out. I'm going to try to get back to streaming video games uh, very, very soon and uh, financially support the show on Patreon. That's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Just financially support me and everything I do. So, like always, I will end the show. Honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.
you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking Schwoke Lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.